Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Rebecca. This is Thoughts from Our 30s. The weekly podcast where you catch up with two besties navigating the highs and lows of the big 3-0. You'll find me with a glass of wine. And Amanda will have a tea. But you can bring whatever you'd like to this conversation. So cozy up. Because Rebecca, we've got a lot of thoughts. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm so excited for a little catch up. Yeah, what's been going on? It's been a week. Okay, so only five minute catch up. These are the peaks of the week. We put that offer in on a house last week. And? It did not go well. How is anyone our age supposed to get a house? The house ended up going for $350,000 over asking. That is wild. But okay, honestly, Rebecca, though, the wild thing is like how long you and your partner spend just thinking about the numbers thinking about what you can offer and you're just like walking back and forth just writing it down all of these notes about your life and then you don't even realize you're about to get blown out of the water yeah you're you're worried about ten thousand dollars and then three hundred thousand dollars later you're like oh we're nowhere close what the heck i know it's crazy there was 21 offers so every single time i i have never gone through this process before but every single time a new offer comes in, your agent will message you and be like, nine offers, 10 offers, 11 offers. And you're like, oh my God. The count just keeps going. (laughs) It's crazy. What is your peak of the week? I was going to say, so that doesn't sound like a peak for you though. Now I'll get to it. Before we jump to me, I want to know about you. What's your highlight this week? Okay. My highlight. There has to be a high in all those lows. Okay. So high of the week. Ooh, I hadn't been feeling very well, but I'm actually feeling much better now. What about you? I'm having a really interesting... So last week I was telling you that I was doing dry... January. January. I don't Mm -hmm. remember what month it is. And it's now February. I still haven't had a drink yet. And it's been a really interesting experience to just really understand my relationship with wine. It's clearly something I love and such a part of my identity. But it's been really neat to kind of step back and revisit the whole thing. Because you are a part of a group where you would literally... They would send you wine and you would talk through it and stuff. But that was kind of like a social aspect thing. It's just such a, it's a way to connect. It's to like sit down with your girlfriends and have drinks. And I still love it. But what I found was that I, or what I guess I've learned over the last month is that I go to wine at the end of a really hard day. And to like take that time to find other ways to come down after a hard day at work. What are those ways? Like, have you figured out the ways that you come down now? <laughs> Don't say just yoga. No, no, no one no. wants to hear that, Rebecca. No. <laughs> you yogi. Namaste. Uh, no, I, I think it's just been just existing, just being, but not going to grab a glass of wine. It's just experiencing the feelings and being okay with that. Do you know what's funny is I can definitely sympathize with that because when things become your routine... You just stop thinking about them. You just do them. And every single morning I would have a tea, but my colitis was like, oh, hell no. Yeah, your body's like, please stop. Like, please stop doing this. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it so much. But now I'm having herbal tea and green tea in the morning and I'm like, I'm fine. And I feel so much better. It's so hard to break a habit. It is. And I love, like, I love that moment of reflection, right? You find something else to do with your energy. I, I laugh when I talk about it because sometimes I feel like, oh, I didn't have a drinking problem, but I really am enjoying kind of evaluating and understanding a habit that I had and how it defined me. 
Uh, so that's been my peak. It's just really now that I can drink, I still haven't. It's kind of neat. I wonder if a lot of people in their 30s actually come to the point where they reevaluate their relationship with alcohol. I think so. Actually, I have quite a few friends right now that have decided to be sober moving forward or at least for now, for the time being. It's really interesting. I recommend everyone kind of taking a minute to reflect on um, whether it's it's wine, whether it's food, whether it's your phone, devices, whatever your thing is. It's really neat to step back and make yourself detox. Okay, so something that I want to do this week is go to a greenhouse. Like the juice store or the plant place? Oh my god, I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> There's a juice store called Greenhouse. You're so Tirana. For You're those just... that are in the GTA, please go to Greenhouse. You can find them at your local grocer as well. Okay, so we only have one more minute, but this is literally my plan this week. I feel like my mental health has been so low because it's been so cold and so gray and so dark Truth. outside. I need to go to a greenhouse and just walk around. I love that. I'll be there. You want to go? Yeah. See you there. I am so excited. Yes, 100% I want to do that. She's not really sure if I want to go, but I do want to go. Okay. Let's do this. One time in the winter last year, my mom and I just really needed to like connect and like hang out. So we just went to Tim's, got a coffee and a tea, so Canadian, and we walked around Tara for two hours. They were like, do you need help? And we were like, yes, but not from you. (laughs) (laughs) We just need the help of the plants. Yeah. All that chlorophyll is good for the soul. I'm glad we're going to plan a little friend date. It'll be a good time. Segway. Podcast time. Episode on friendship. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking about friendship. And that makes so much sense for besties sitting on a couch. Heck yes. I'm really excited about this episode i was gonna say this relationship i am excited about that also (laughs) i'm so glad (laughs) but i'm excited about this episode because i think adult friendship is a really interesting challenge it's your world starts to change so much especially i've found kind of mid-20s into early 30s your priorities start to change yeah 100 and i also think that there are so many aspects of this so how your friendships have changed later in life you know losing friends how you gain friends later in life we're going to talk about all of those different things as well as friendships through life stages friendships versus relationships all of those things because as your life changes into this decade I feel like there are so many big life things that happen that you just simply can't hold on to a bunch of acquaintances So saying all of that, I'm really curious as a jumping off point for you, how have your friendships changed as you moved into your 30s? I love this question so much because I was thinking about this so much today, knowing that we were going to record this podcast. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. So I'm going to say something maybe a little bit different than the knee-jerk reaction. I have found that my friendships have changed in that you know how later in life you really hold on to those people where it's like, oh, I called them. It's been six months and it feels like it was just yesterday. I had this realization the other day that what if it wasn't six months ago? What if those were actually the people I poured my energy into instead of holding on to all of these other people or holding on to just tons of energy sucks all over the place what if I just hold on to the people that add energy to my life that uplift me that make me feel better but I make a better effort to actually call them instead of waiting six months this could send me on a wild off course of where I was going to go with this conversation yeah yes because I've, I've actually been thinking about this a lot because 
there's this idea as humans that we can can keep a network of 150 people. And I think what's really interesting is in our social world, we can feel like we still have contact with friends. And I use quotes because we seem to know everything or we think we know everything about someone's life via social feeds. And I really noticed this during the pandemic the last two years on birthdays because we can't have birthday parties. And, you know, especially in Ontario, we've really spent both of us have spent two birthday cycles now. I was thinking about it the other day. I'm going to have my third birthday in a pandemic. In a pandemic. And it's one of those things where I don't know about you, but for me, I found birthdays were so lonely. But I realized it's because by habit, we don't pick up the phone. So you get text messages, but that doesn't actually make you feel any better or feel more connected. Do you know what it makes me feel like? Now, this sounds so bad because obviously I'm so grateful for these messages, but it makes me feel like now I have to reply to this message. It does. And I. Oh, that seems so uh, spicy to say. But it's. So I didn't think of it that way until someone that I hadn't spoken to for a very long time reached out totally out of the blue on my birthday. And it made me feel so good. Yeah, but reach out how? Called. Oh, they called you. Totally out of the blue. Like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard from this person in years. And it was like, wow, you you took the time out of your day to even spend two and a half minutes to wish me happy birthday on my day. And I have thought about that ever since that call. And I do it now and really try to do it now because to your point, how much of a difference can we make in the lives of the people that we love if we just take a minute to pick up the phone and call them? But but yeah, like you just have to put in so much effort. Now, I was also thinking the other day, so I grew up in a neighborhood where I couldn't grab my bike and just go hang out with my friends. Right. Like if I was going to go somewhere, it had to be my parents drove me or they had to agree to go. Like I lost a lot of control in my youth in that, but gained so much um, in terms of like being watched by parents, even though that may be seeming as a negative, but it was good because I was only getting into the things that I really should be getting into. But I also was really thinking about it that there have been times where maybe I haven't been as good of a friend because I didn't reach out or I didn't really like think of it top of mind. But it's because I've never lived in a scenario where I could just be like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. Oh, I'll call them. I'll go see them as like a child. And I was like, I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Like I'm almost still learning how to be a good friend. It's funny because I would say to add to that, I think it's part of what changes as you become adults. Because like, yes, that's your experience growing up. And then you take, you know, high school for you playing sports, like you always had people around and, and then you go to university. And it's like scheduled for you. A hundred percent university. You can't move without bumping into somebody that you know. And so you, you move into adulthood when work starts to become a priority and family and relationships, uh, all of these different things. And it sort of becomes, I think this is the challenge of adulthood friendships you have finite time and you have to learn how to proactively reach out and how to to really commit your time. I think it's normal to see that your friendships will dwindle with that time period. Oh, I have a good question for you. Go for it. I'm ready. How would you feel most loved as a friend? 
like what could your friends do on a weekly basis, monthly basis? Just doing research, guys, here. Don't remind me. For you to be like, I feel so connected, you know? It is the, the calls for me. It's the call that I, you do it all the time. But I think that people feel like they're being a burden. I know. And it's so funny. Like, I won't answer if I'm busy. Don't worry. Yeah. But it's, it's that feeling of even just seeing someone's name come up and feeling like, wow, I am so important to you or I matter to you enough that you want to tell me something or that you just want to check in and you want to say hello. And whether it's because something really hard is going on in your life or something wonderful or just nothing, but you want to connect, all of those things make me feel like I'm your person. Yeah, that's it. I'm your person. What about for you? No, I love that. I completely agree. I really like yeah, I guess. Let I me guess. flip it. Yeah, okay. How do you show love as a friend? Well, I feel like I've been learning and I've been I've been realizing that like if something makes me think of someone, I need to tell them. So even like friendship with becoming friends with your parent, like they're always going to be your parent, but like it is so amazing when you can also find that string of respect and equality in friendship and something as little as I was in Michael's today I was just returning something and I was just walking down the aisles they had brought out a bunch of their new stuff and there was this really beautiful sign that said laundry and then under it it said like these cutie little prices and then it said for faster service do it yourself (laughs) and I was like oh that's so cute and then I was like oh I bet my mom would really think that's funny too and so I just took a picture of it and sent it And I think it's like those little things, like to have someone in your life who thinks of you in little moments or who wants to plan things with you, that is like the best, you know? And when you say, oh, on the weekend, like, let's go do this, let's go do that. Things have been tough just because of COVID and I haven't been feeling so well. But just to know that like, one, you're thinking of me to make that plan with your time, but two, you're not going to hold it against me if I can't. And I've also realized that in terms of showing love, if you make that plan with me, I really need to sit heavy on my heart and realize that it's my job to reach out to make the next plan and not to just continuously wait for people to reach out to me. It's funny. It's like a baton. Yeah, it is. And it's hard because I don't think I was really thinking about this a lot uh, in reflecting for today and. I don't think relationships, friendships, it's not about the one for one and 50-50. Yeah, no scoreboard. But, or and, if I think about relationships that have fizzled for me, it's often where I feel like I'm putting in 90, 100% of the effort consistently. Mm -hmm. So I'm really aware of that, of like, to your point, maybe that's kind of what you're getting at too, is it's... as a friend I don't need it to be 50 50 because we're gonna have these ebbs and flows where sometimes I'm 100% there and other times you're 100% there but it's being mindful to your point of what you put in yeah to kind of match what you get out I think it's a good sign too what if you're putting in a lot of energy and they're not yeah maybe you're just not vibing and then it's totally okay to take a step away and be like I need to just put this energy somewhere else that though is at such a taboo place I really want to talk about because I think we all feel the need to like keep friends like if people don't do something awful right it's one thing when your friend 
you know, hurts your feelings or does something really hard for you to stomach to go separate ways. But those friendships that just change, the energy changes, the, you do get that feeling sometimes of like, wow, I'm putting a lot in and I'm not getting much out of this anymore. Yeah. Do you want to talk about losing friends? Yeah, it's kind of where I want to go. Okay. Yeah. My hands are literally sweating because this part is just, it's so hard when you lose a friend and, and we're not talking about like the girl you sat next to in bio. Like we're talking about like someone you considered one of your good friends, someone who when you were in the time of life with them, you were like, they're going to be my bridal party kind of heaviness. Yeah. And this recently happened to me this last year and it's just, it feels like a breakup. It's like you literally mourn it even more because I don't know, as a friend, you just experience so many more deep things in a different way than relationships because it's not like when you're in a relationship you're gonna be like oh this guy broke up with me like there are things that you talk about with friends that you would never talk about in a relationship because like that just doesn't make sense it's funny it's like as deep as relationships are i almost feel like friendships like have no there's no um boundaries there's no barriers like you and i talk about everything you've been with me through everything and you lay it on like you've been pissed at me because I've done something naughty and like honestly vice versa thank you I've because done some naughty but like you know what I mean like it's true like we've gotten to this point where I where it's almost like soul sisters so I equate you and Russell as my soulmates and I've told this to Russell like since the day I met him like you're my soulmate and I don't think soulmates have to have any romantic connection but it's almost like I know we're made from the same stardust like I know we're gonna be together no matter what so Our souls were meant to meet yeah so it's like if you're mad at me like it doesn't mean you're gonna stop loving me where I think a lot of people feel like to fit in they have to just like go with the flow and be not fully themselves and you know kind of fit in this mold of a friend group when they're just scared the whole time they're like living in that friend group in fear whereas like we we were not like that no and it's yeah it's I mean there's so many different levels of friendship and I do want to go back to the losing friends because I think that's a big yeah sorry tangent it's so hard there but before we go to that when I think of like levels of friends it's like you have your acquaintances you have you know people that you hang out with um then you have kind of like your your really close friends and then your best friends. And I think most people only have one, two, maybe three, if you're super duper lucky, really best, best, best friends that that you do have those moments with where you can be entirely real and entirely yourself. And they, each of those relationships adds beauty and value to your life in different totally. ways. It is nice to have like a note, like this person doesn't know these dark, deep secrets about me, 100%. but we can just go and have a wine and go for a hike and like it's good times. A hundred percent. But it's those relationships, I think. I mean, even the best friends, actually, to be fair, the best friends ones are probably the hardest to lose because I, I think it's fair to say that not yeah, every soulmate is going to be with you forever. Yeah. Sometimes you do lose those ones. So I did a podcast with Amelia Liana um, with We Did It. And she has this one phrase that I just absolutely fell in love with. And I was like chatting with her about it. And um, she learned this from her therapist when she and her fiance broke up. 
before the wedding and she was just really trying to find her way and navigate it and um, her therapist was like I really want you to make sure that you're not talking about this to anyone other than your front row people and she was like front row people like what's that and first of all not to talk about it because the more people you talk about something that's tough in your life the more like chatter there is around you and you don't need that buzz you don't need that frequency you just need your people who you know are the one and the phrase front row people is like if i was to have a show who'd be in my front row and it's just Love like that. every single seat is on the same level but they're all so important and they're all so different too we're so good at going on these tangents but and what I love is in your front row people, there's so many different types of people that will be in that front row, different types of friendships, different stages of life, family members that are friends, family members that are your lifelong people, people that you meet here, there and everywhere. I think that's a really cool way to put it. Yeah, so cool. And it could be like a mentor or like whoever, like never did I think that I would be super close friends with like a 40 year old man soon turning 50 in Frankie Veradine, who is like one of my biggest mentors. It's just wild. Okay, so back to losing friends. We're clearly avoiding the topic. Oh, it's, it's just a tough one. Have you ever lost a friend? And yes how did that like go down like you don't have to go too much into detail but like did it fizzle like how did you feel like were you the one to walk away were they the one to walk away yeah it, it's funny I will transparently say I feel like I've lost a lot of friends uh, and, and I think that's because for anybody who does spend a lot of time with me I am a quality person like I am one to two like really close people I'm very introverted I don't do well in big group settings I've never been the person who has the like 17 girlfriends we all hang go out to a together. cottage and like party and not me I'm a huge like I'm an introvert I'm shy in big groups I don't see anything and so when I'm in relationships with friends I, I pour my whole heart into it um, and I have had for varying different reasons like people that you know through uh, high school through university through whatever our experiences are where we've just shifted we've drifted we wake up one day and realize we're not the same vibe anymore and I've had other friends that things have happened with that you know we just can't seem to rectify and we have to go our separate ways and it does feel like a really hard breakup like I see them this is the weird thing with social media now is like you still see their lives and you see them getting married and you see them having kids and it's like Ooh, I thought I would be there or yeah yeah that's not how we thought it up in the same way I think that when you see someone you used to date do all of those things it so true it feels strange it's like a, a fragment of your life going in a different direction and kind of seeing like oh that that would have been my life if I stayed on that path but I think the same way it works with relationships of like every friendship brings you something yeah yeah that's so true and if you are currently going through this I want you to know that you know by losing a friend or them walking out of your life in this stage of going through your 20s your 30s your 40s so much happens so much life changes you may be living somewhere you never dreamed of and then you'll come back to that city and then you can reconnect like Beck like we literally had a falling out at one point because we were both just learning our own egos we just it, it was just so silly like when you really break it, like it down four months of not speaking and, and it was painful it was painful we even worked in the same office and would just stare at each other like we got to find our grounds it was and we did brutal and then 
I literally remember. So <laughs> do you, I remember this so vividly in my life because I think that there are so many impactful moments that we have in our life. Like I have the worst memory ever, but this is just singed in my memory of going to Gown and Gavel one night. Okay. Being drunk. Okay. Sorry, mom being drunk seeing you literally on the dance floor like this is a literal movie for a boyfriend and girlfriend if you're talking about a heterogeneous or a boy and boy or a girl and girl like this is a romantic relationship where i literally saw you on the dance floor and i just started crying and we literally just like reunited because i was like this is so stupid do you I remember love that? that you remember that and we hugged on the dance floor and we were both there and we were just crying like together. Yeah, we were hugging and crying and like, I miss you so much. And this is so crazy. And like, I'm honestly so glad we went through that because we saw how silly it was. Like our parents were sad that we weren't like friends at that point. Like I remember talking to your dad about it after and like, he's like, I'm glad you girls sorted it out. And it's just yeah it's like you can go through points where things seem really tough but it's almost like we weren't the best versions of ourselves yet uh, i mean i'd argue i'm still not there I'm working on it <laughs> but i i agree i think it's the beautiful thing about about friendships is that it's it's when you're in them when you're in a really powerful one you're so fully exposed as a person and that level of vulnerability is so beautiful and scary as shit pardon my language if you have kids listening i'm sorry Don't put the e beside the episode um but it's it's scary to be that vulnerable with the person and so you do get hurt and you do have moments where you're going to rumble but i believe so strongly that if you are being true to yourself in any relationship with another person you're going to have disagreements because no two humans ever see a hundred percent eye to eye what we didn't have at the time was the ability to communicate and share and, and to tell each other what the other person needed. I laugh. I think we're better at that now. Last week when you gave me feedback as radical candor, but I highly encourage just really working on that communication the same way you do with your spouse uh, in your relationships with your friends, because that's what it is. It's, it's two people exploring the world together, running into agreements, disagreements, helping each other expand and grow and navigate life's challenges yeah that's definitely what you want do you know what i was thinking about too when you said the word when you're being really vulnerable with someone is in your 20s i think one of the toughest things is when you're figuring out who your friends are and one of the most heartbreaking things is I don't know about you guys at home, but I'm someone who, unfortunately, hopeless romantic, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I am really vulnerable to people quickly. And even though I see that as a weakness, I also see it as a superpower because that means that I can really connect with people quickly too. But if it's the wrong person, it has been used against me. And I think one thing when you are really seeking friendship and you are just so desperate for connection and community, be aware of the red flags when you are giving so much information to someone and you're not getting anything back. Because I think one thing that I love about our friendship, this like gives me the tingles all over my body because it makes me like sad for a younger version of myself. But I remember moments of trying to connect with someone on a team I was on and I was just trying so hard and they weren't giving me anything back and everything I kind of had said to them was kind of used against me later. And it it's just so hurtful. And I don't know, I just want you to notice the red flags when you really are trying to track down a friend. It's funny, too. I think you and I are both people pleasers. 
And in that wanting everyone to like us, it's hard to believe that people don't want to be our friend. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ouch, right? But but there's for some so people long. out here that just won't like you for not you. It's not you, babe. It's nah. them. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that for so long in my life if I think of my friendships from you know I'll say adolescence because I think in childhood you're still so pure and you just love to hang out with someone because they want to play the same activity as you Um, but when you move into adolescence when I think about you know high school and university so much of me tried to be a person a type of person to get friends and to kind of be in this place now I think you know one of the early questions of what are friendships as you move into your 30s it's being so cool with who I am and not really caring whether someone loves that or doesn't and knowing that my people will love me for who I am and all of my wacky ways I'm an ebb and flow I'm a little bit of this and a little bit of that and I'm spicy and my people love that my people and that's cool like that's to get to that place it it takes so much less energy like it's correction I put more energy into my friendships now but I get so much back out of them whereas years ago it and relationships felt like drains because I was always being something else whereas now I, I feel like I show up as me and the people around me celebrate that and honor that and I've come to realize that if you don't love that, that's cool. We don't yeah. have to be friends. I think about that too. I was um I was filming a YouTube video today and I was it was just like a little QA and there was one question about how do you deal with numbers on social media? And I was explaining every time I every time I post a YouTube video, immediately I'll lose subscribers. But then as time goes on, I'll gain more than I lost. And I just describe it as if someone leaves, that's great. Because I want the people who are here to be fully engaged and fully on board. And instead of thinking, oh, shoot, what did I do wrong? Um, why are they leaving? Like, this is bad. I tell myself the following words. I am refining my audience. And it's honestly just the same with friendship. You're just refining your life, your friends. You're refining your front row. You're refining your front row. You only got you so many tickets, seats, girl. On the stage. Yeah, absolutely. Smaller theater, fewer seats. Really got to tighten things up. This is a bespoke theater. <laughs> it's high end. <laughs> okay, so my next question. How do you... Okay, did do you think we covered, though? Okay, wait. Losing oh. friends? Because in the midst of it currently, I... When, when it happened to me and I noticed that it happened and um, I was heartbroken, immediately I reached out to you and I asked you tons of things this happened this I'm heartbroken all this stuff and you asked you told me do you remember what you told me I don't you told me do you also want them in your life right what they're giving you and it was like to essence something like that and I think sometimes we forget that in a friendship as much as we are trying to have friends we have to accept each other equally And just like in a healthy relationship, you choose each other every single day. Every single day is a new day. I choose Scotty every day. I have plans on choosing him for the rest of my days. But like, it's the exact same with friendship. It is. It's, it's funny. There's, I I think there is this, you know, sort of, I guess, belief we fall into sometimes because friendships can go long periods of time without communicating that we expect that you know, because last time I went six months without talking to you, if I talk to you this time, we go six months again, 
it should be fine and and it isn't always fine but i i think it's because you know to your point it's relationships take two people actively choosing and and sometimes we do choose something else and if it can be hard for our ego to accept that we might not be someone's choice anymore but i think there's there's kind of two opportunities there is like one decide if you want that bad enough that you're willing to fight for it and two either way take ownership of what's yours and at the end of that if the relationship can be resolved awesome and if it doesn't it doesn't make you less of a person it doesn't make them less of a person you're just two people that that came into each other's life for a chapter for a season and then went your separate ways yeah and we're not advising you just to walk away and be like well okay next one i guess so it's also realizing that in this past little bit like life is too short there are really big important things that go on in this life and if this is important to you reach out to them and say hey what's up i noticed this went down doesn't sit easy with me let me know if we can connect and chat about this and then be open to that feedback 100% but do not get walked all over either it's such a balancing act Rebecca because like there's also moments where you'll have these friends and it and it's like it really isn't about you absolutely it's I think if you can listen to yourself really reflect before you have that conversation after you have that conversation in the midst of feelings and get really clear on your own structure it allows you to approach sort of with this bubble And it's not about keeping people away, but it's understanding what's yours, what's theirs, and what's in the middle. Like a relationship takes two people leaning in. And if you're the only one leaning in or you feel like the other person is leaning in too much on you, that's kind of the moment of, you know, find your space, find your balance, work together. And and if you don't, you don't. Yeah. Oof. I know. I feel like in every podcast I'm going to go, oof, at least one time when you say Quotables. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like... I feel like we're going to ask the same question. I feel like we covered that one. Three, two, two, one. How do you make friends? Later in life. Is that where you were going to go? This is literally... I have a list. It's literally the next question on my list. How do you make friends? Later in life. Later in life when school does not instantly make friends and sports and all of that goes away. And you don't want to make really tight friends in your office. Like you want to kind of set a boundary there. Um, Do you want to go first? It's funny. I think the the office one is really interesting. I've explored this a couple of years ago as you move up into leadership roles and balancing friends from colleagues or coworkers, people that work for you. Um, so that's a whole other challenge to navigate. But I think so. What I notice, what oh, the I hands notice, out, guys, <laughs> the hands you? out. You're I'm like so. What, I wish you could see her hand what motion. She's like, I'm on it. Is that particularly when you have children, that that's the time that your friends, like your people, seem to become less prevalent. And you become friends out of convenience. Not to say that the people you meet aren't lovely, but you become friends with like your kids' friends or your kids' friends' parents or, you know, the people that you work with become your friends because your social time gets eaten up by other things. Um, So I think that's interesting. Rebecca, where can you find friends? We're still on this. I went on a tangent. Where can you find friends? I mean, anywhere. I think it's about, so I'm really hooked right now on reaching out to people that you find 
Interesting. There's that whole saying, I think it's like you're the product of the five people you spend the most time with. And I don't think anyone should get too hung up on that and start calculating who they spend time with. But using that philosophy of who are the people that you see on social or at, you know, if you're part of different groups or, you know, activities, the people that you look at and you're like, wow, you're so cool. Reach out, ask them to grab a coffee or ask them to catch up. Like we're all human beings. And I think that's where every relationship starts is someone just reaching out and saying, hey, I think we would jam. Let's hang out. Yeah, I really, really like that. If you are a little scared to do that you could hmm, if you're scared to do that don't be scared just reach out and do just a reach DM. Out. how would you reach out like what would you say hi my name is rebecca i like long walks hi. The beach. <laughs> um <laughs> no i i think i mean i have done this before i've just like hey i love your stuff i love you know if we're talking about social like i love your stuff i love what you're doing would you be up for a 15 minute chat i just love to like pick your brain more friendships start organically it is important to remember i think you have to also bring something to the table yeah because i've heard that the phrase pick your brain is actually pretty taboo okay, because so then it's like what am i a zombie you're just gonna take my brain <laughs> i've literally never thought about that and i probably say it at least once a week in a meeting invite because it feels so like tame oh i just want what would you brain. say i would say I would say something very specific. Like, I would be like, I love what you're doing here. I'd love to hear more about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's literally exactly what you're doing. But just being more direct. Yeah. And then also just maybe telling them a little bit about where you're at or whatever. And then being so mindful. I mean, you're so good at this, but being so mindful of time and boundaries. The number one thing you do not want to do when you are meeting someone new is like overstep those bounds and like over talk take too long because they're gonna be like i'm never gonna hang out with that person again a hundred percent yeah it's funny i think when you have we have a friend of closer to mine you also know i remember meeting her and saying like hey we should get together sometime and she always tells me like oh i just thought you were that girl that you know, it was super nice and invited everyone to reach out. And those that know me know that's absolutely not the case. I'm <laughs> very nervous, shy down. But I guess that's probably pretty prevalent. Oh, we should get together. Oh, we should get together. And nobody follows through. Nobody follows through. So maybe that's one of the tips is like when you meet that person that you think like, oh, we should get together. Book it. Book it. Like just commit to something. No loosey goosey. It's like dating. Like the person that texts you and is like, hey, we should hang sometime. And you're waiting for them to commit to something like don't do that yeah maybe Own if it. you're the one who says it you're the one who needs to make the booking obviously right i think you can also make some good friends on social yeah tell me more about that because i think you've made some really good friends from the social land yeah so anytime i have a podcast with someone and they they agree to come on and they use their time i often explain my thought process behind it where I feel like we're in the same club because we're all creatives and we love like doing different things in motion and and in high school if I had met them and they were doing that I would for sure be friends with them because we'd be in the same club we'd be in like the content social media club right and so I really think that if you like someone's stuff so earlier on I remember meeting my one friend Emily from the account threads and blooms which is a beautiful account guys just follow it for some like gorgeous gorgeous blooms in your feed it'll just brighten your day and Emily is such a kind woman and she's so wonderful 
But I remember we kind of started fostering this relationship. I followed her. She followed me back. And I would just comment on her post, not like, hey, girl, or like cute girl or like anything like super cringe like that or three hearts or whatever it is. Thoughtful comments. I only ever comment to Amanda with three hearts. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. Comment I think she just thoughtful. called me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> but like thoughtful, thoughtful comments like, wow, Emily, I just I love this so much. Da, 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 da. And after a while, you start having conversations in those comments. And I know that sounds like a lot of work and you don't have to be on it every single day commenting on people's stuff, but organically, you'll just find people you jive with. And as you were saying, you're curating different things in your life. You can curate that feed like you were just saying earlier and following like-minded people. And I've also heard of Bumble BFF. I've heard of people finding that. Oh my God, I was thinking that this whole time. Because if you move to a different city, how do you meet people? Yeah. Even if you don't, like sometimes in life, you know, if anyone listening is is kind of in that, like, man, I need new friends or yeah, my friends have all moved out. Like I know when we were living in Toronto over the course of the pandemic, most of our friends left the city. Wow, really? And it became this. The ones that you would see? see nazi but so many people had abandoned the city and so we were the folks left it was like how do you make new friends yeah yeah you join groups you have novel experiences and go to classes or something but that can just seem like a lot and especially right now and i know that there's like some mom apps too like if you want to find mom friends because i know you don't want to be going through that alone and you definitely don't have to there's people who are becoming moms and who are moms at the same age kids that you have too. It's great to connect there. But one thing that I've also leaned into that I noticed in most recent years, and I know 100% you have too, is becoming friends with your friend's friends. Yes. Like that's how you became friends with Jen. Yes. So one of my really good friends is friends with this is such a, a funny like connection 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 but it's Bear very with us guys yeah very good friends with our best friend russell's sister and we met on a trip and so she's the person that i said let's hang out sometime and this also adds like if you can find a connector as a friend befriend the connector because they'll connect you with other people like yes i love connector people you are a connector person really you think i'm a connector person? i think you're a connector person <gasps> That's such a good compliment. I would have never thought of that. I think you're a connector person. I love that. Okay, what about couple friends? Because that adds a whole nother dynamic. Whole. Let's cover that real quick. Whole other dynamic. Um, I don't, it's an interesting one. Like, I think you have your couple friends that are, there's different types of couple friends. There's friends where one of you was friends with the other person and then became couples and now it's like a forced friendship of four yeah and you're like oh i hope they get along <laughs> yeah and then, and then there's your organic like couple friends where it's like couples became friends organically or however that works but like if you meet them on vacation or something yeah or that you all just hit it off and you're you're all just kind of a magical circle but they're both really interesting to navigate because it's this i think friendship there's different like levels in the relationship. I don't even know how to describe this. Like I I'm going to pass like, it to you. You and Kyle are friends with me and Scotty. And I'm just so grateful that Scotty and Kyle are also just like so in love. And they just have so much to talk about. And they're just both such kind souls. And the goal is to know your friends so well. To know who elevates them. And hopefully they pick someone 
who you love as well what do you do spicy when your friend picks someone you don't love yeah it's funny maybe this is a different podcast let's cover it quickly because i really want to cover like relationships in a different pod so i think when your friend picks someone you don't love there's two things it's like do you not love them because they're a crappy person and that's a, a, a conversation to have with your friend transparently is like I don't love the person and here's why but when you don't love them um, and I found this I would say is like even with you as I watch you through your relationships and like have watched you grow and develop of like remembering who the person is because I hold and for a long time I held the memory of you of who you were when we were 21 and so as you were meeting people and kind of going through relationships I was still holding the person I knew at 21 and so I if I couldn't make sense of who you were with, it's because I was comparing you to a person you weren't anymore. So I, I actually often think when you, when your partner, friend's partner doesn't make sense for you or you're not really sure, it's actually worth doing your own self-reflection of like, who is the person that you love as a friend and how are you reflecting on them? But do you think too, like through those relationships that sometimes, I mean, we can use the example of me. It's fine. This is our podcast. Whatever. That sometimes I would change to suit that relationship. So even holding yes. on to that version of me in a, in a different sense, you were like, that was you when you were unfazed you, un, you know, you didn't have anyone else putting their own standards, their own likes on you. And I think that's something that I've realized now being with Scotty is I really don't think Scotty makes me be anyone other than myself. Yeah, it's so it's funny because I think there's there's um, this like watching, waiting kind of game. Like I think you have to give people time and get to know them. And in there's the yeah, when your friend is with someone that where they are changing who they are to meet that person that's usually a concern and sometimes it's realizing that with that or separate of that they're not the person that you that you envisioned and I would say for myself of like you know when when you if I reflect on the relationships I've been in and who I've kind of brought into my life and brought into our community and our circle for you to meet we are each going through our own navigation and sometimes the person that we choose for ourselves our friends might not understand but if we kind of step back and really watch the magic, I guess, from a really full view. Like the magic of your part of your partner of your friend's relationship. Yeah. It's yeah. like really understanding it for what it is. Because I I think what I'm trying to say is Rebecca, I, just say I, it. I just say it. I think so often, <laughs> this is what it is, is I think so often if we don't love our friends' relationships, it's because we're putting ourselves in the relationship Ooh, and it's like but it's not your relationship step out unless you see something and this guy's obviously i hope this goes without saying but i'm just gonna say it goes outside of domestic violence or abusive language or anything like that this is like you just don't like the person because you know what the caveat of this is what if you don't like the person because they're bringing out a really bad version of your friend yeah, then I think you say something. Then you should say something. You say something. Yeah. But there's but like a balance. That, there there I, is some ego involved if you just don't like them because you're like, oh, I thought you'd be dating a blonde or something like that. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's it. It's like when you meet your friend's partner, I found with me because I'm, I will say this very transparently, is because I'm so, um, I'm so vulnerable in my relationships and I, I hold them with such high value. Like my friendships are few and far between. 
I don't like anyone anyone dates when I first meet them because I'm like, don't take my person. <laughs> and then when you step back and it's oh like, oh gosh, did you feel that way about Scotty? But like, yes, you Scotty. Are Scotty. I'm like, no, get out of my space, Scotty. This is she, my person. She just got single. And then I realized, oh shoot, Scotty is me, and he loves reading, and he is all of the things that I want for you. But at first, I was like, what the heck is this guy doing here? In complete transparency, I think you were relieved as well. Why was I relieved? Because I was previously in a dumpster fire and you well, were like, yes. oh, great, we extinguished it. And yeah, this true story. man named Scotty has I'm come to... I'm glad the dumpster fire Not that I need it. saved, but anyways. But it, it's interesting. It's just like really neat to step back and realize. I think everyone has different, right? Like best case scenarios, you meet your person and you like love them right away. I am a person who doesn't happen to. I'm just super protective of my people. But when you step back and you really get to like see it all, it's really neat to catch, to see the person, your friend, the person you love, loving someone else. I found that really cool going to your wedding and Russell's wedding just to be like, that's my best friend, marrying their best friend, you know? Yes. I really like that you said the inner circle because that's truly what I want to build in my life is the inner circle. One of the friendship groups that I respect so much is Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell's inner circle. They'll talk about it. Oh my gosh. They pod together and they vacation together and all of this stuff. And that's truly my dream, but it's not like a frat house dream. It's like just literally people who are caring. Oh, I have a fast fact for you. Okay. So five most important things to have in a friendship, trust, equality, compassion, honesty, and number five, independence. And I thought number five was the most interesting because of course you want to trust, you want to see your friend as an equal. No one wants to be like, you know, looking up to their like it's just weird it's not a friendship compassion for sure you need that in a friendship and honesty to build a strong relationship but i thought independence was so interesting what do you feel about that it's funny it's one where i'm like huh but also yeah that makes sense because if the opposite of independence is dependent that's not good that doesn't sound (laughs) enjoyable in a relationship but i think independence is a critical factor of any relationship it's that loving self being content with self and seeing another person as a plus versus completing you. Yes. That was our little tweetable moment. Viewing friendship as a plus, not a piece. Not a piece. A piece is kind of weird in that context. It was good good in last. (laughs) It sounded good when it came out. (laughs) Okay, I have another good fast fact. Did you know that animals can develop lifelong friendships outside of their own species? And I'm talking about animals like chimpanzees, baboons, horses, elephants, dolphins, and of course, our paparonis. I love every TikTok video of different species loving each other, snuggling each other. What's the quote? That we really wanted to start this podcast with. I was going to sing Spice Girls. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Rebecca, you say the quote. You mean friends are for a reason, a season, or a lifetime? I love that quote. Friends are for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And And I would argue reason and season, reason and lifetime. That's a really good point. And I also want to say you don't have to be a social butterfly to have good friends. No. Case in point. (laughs) But no, example A. I don't, I think you can, like quality to me is so important. For those people that can have massive groups of friends and hang out together, like 
the little girl in me is so envious because I always dreamed about having a girl squad. But I do think there's there's power to beautiful or power and beauty, sorry, in both sides. I have viewed my friendships throughout the years and now and through my 30s is I would always explain it to my parents like, oh, yeah, I picked up this person. So throughout the years, I would never look for a big group of friends. I would just be like, oh, that that was the year I got Rebecca and Russell. That was the year I got Monica. That was the year I got this person where it's never been like, yeah, oh, I found all of my people all here at once. Like, don't search for that because it's going to be nearly impossible unless you are in an incredibly lucky year in elementary school or something like that. And you all sit beside each other on the mat in kindergarten. But just think about it as like collecting your people. Last but not least, I have a quote. I was going to cut you there. I know you were, (laughs) but you're my friend, so you're going to let me keep talking. A friend is one who overlooks your broken fence and admires the flowers in your garden. (laughs) Unknown. By unknown. (laughs) I wonder who came up with that. All right, Rebecca. Rebecca Babcock, it is now time for question to ponder. What is one thing you can do this week? to show up wholeheartedly for one of your friends. We came up with a few extra questions to ponder this week and to incentivize you to be friends with us, it just seems fitting for this episode, you can look up Thoughts From Our 30s on Facebook. Our private group will be there. We are sure to allow you to join and that is where we are going to be building our community and that is as well where you can find the extra questions to ponder from this episode and we really think this would be a great journal entry that both of us will be partaking in this week. Thanks for listening to Thoughts from Our 30s. Thoughts from Our 30s is brought to you by We Did It Podcast, which is what you can follow us on Instagram at We Did It Podcast. For another episode, be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast to hear more from your online besties. For now, we'll leave you with that thought to ponder and we'll see you next week. Bye.